Tonight is our last Saturday night service of 2020, and, you know, we've been doing an entire series since, I believe, October, due to the fact that we're changing the church's official name in five days. Y'all, in five days, if you come here looking for Bethel, you're not going to find it. Bethel will now be in our hearts, but it won't be on our signage. <laughs> it won't be on our website. We will no longer be called Bethel World Outreach Church or Bethel World Outreach Ministries International. We're going to be called Harvest Intercontinental Ministries Unlimited. Are you hearing me? Because we serve an unlimited God with unlimited resources. And that makes you unlimited in everything that you do for the kingdom. Don't go into 2021 with a limited mindset. Don't go into this new year thinking so small and so little and I'm not able. God can use anybody in this room tonight, any way he chooses to. The reality is you have to be a yielded and a willing vessel for God to do what he wants to do. Do you believe that? How many of you believe that? Raise your right hand if you believe it. Because I'm telling you, these are some different times. I saw a certain point in this year where there were riots and protests. Y'all remember the protests and the riots? It seemed like it was years ago, right? It was just really four or five months ago, where cities were in turmoil and there was disaster. And guess what? Guess who led the front? It was young people. It was young people, young, vibrant, young adults and teenagers. They were the ones at the forefront. Every time the camera turned on in Atlanta, it was a young man jumping on a car, stomping a window, or a young girl throwing a Molotov a, a, a bottle or something. What am I saying and why am I saying that? I'm talking to a particular generation that is alive today that really needs to understand what God is doing in this season. It's so easy to get caught up and believe that it's all about me, myself, and I. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I got my problems. I got my issues. I got my situations. I got my boyfriend. I got my girlfriend. I hope you plan to marry him. No, I'm going to leave that alone tonight. That's not what I'm preaching about. Really, tonight I want us to focus on, and this is kind of like a, a wrap-up on the entire conversation that we've had for the last several months or weeks. And it's really all about souls. Say it with me. Say it's really all about souls. Say it's really all about souls. You know, it's so funny because Pixar just dropped a new uh, movie on, on Disney+. Plus, and y'all, I think some of y'all said you haven't seen it yet. I got a chance to watch it. It's pretty cool. It's called Soul. Y'all seen it? Anybody seen Soul yet? It's really good. Look at y'all. Y'all don't have Disney Plus? It's okay. It's only six bucks a month. 69 bucks for the year. I'm not here to push a Disney Plus campaign. I'm saying it's a pretty cool, you know, cartoon or whatever. I watch, yeah, I watch cartoons too. But the whole premise of, the, of this movie, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'm just giving you kind of a sense of what it's about. The movie is called Soul, and it's about a musician, right, who was really about himself, about going to the next level, about attaining, you know, this, this opportunity uh, with this great, okay, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to go a little bit into it, about this, about this great lady who was a great artist, and he had finally gotten his moment. And when he got his moment, he, you know, he, his, he, he, all his problems seemed to have gone away, and he's walking recklessly like some of us do. We're crossing the street on our cell phone, and we're walking, and we're walking, and then homeboy drops dead in a manhole. And I'll stop right there. I promise you, I don't want to ruin the movie for you. But isn't that like a lot of us who we go about day to day, 
in our, in our self-pursuit, it's all about me, it's, it's all about my things, it's about, it's about my life, it's about what I want to accomplish. Some of you are on your way to college, some of you are in college, some of you are on your way out of college, and some of us are working, and it's all about us. Until that moment comes when you have to face the Lord, because it'll come for every one of us in this room. Guarantee you. It's going to come for me, it's going to come for you. And when I stand before the Lord, and when you stand before the Lord, and it's time to give an account, just what in the world are you going to say? Some people say, I didn't get a chance to get married. It's not fair, God. Some will say, I didn't get a chance to start that company. It's not fair, God. Whatever minutes God has given you and me on this earth, it's really all about souls. The very reason why Jesus, uh, Jesus died at 33 was about souls. The very reason why we have the Bible is about souls. It's always been about souls. Because it is the most precious thing in the eyes of the Father. So that's what we're focusing on tonight. Okay? Now, as Harvest Intercontinental, there are two things that you and I must never forget. As harvesters. One, we have a mission statement. How many of you know the mission statement? You know the mission statement of this ministry. I, I, I'm asking a real question. How many of you know it? How many of you don't know it? Be honest. You're in the middle of the service. Don't you dare tell a lie. If you don't know, raise your hand high. It's okay because I'm here to help you tonight. Okay? As harvesters, our mission is to win. Say win. The loss. At all costs. Come on. I, I, know, I know you're behind the mask. I know you're at home. I can't hear you. But I need you to verbalize it. Say to win. The lost. At all costs. Which means be willing to go as far as you can. And to do whatever it takes so that one lost soul can come into the kingdom. To win. You know, you, nobody gets involved in a game to lose. Like, what is that? You, my athletes, y'all know what I'm talking about? You don't put on all that equipment, do all those hours of practice, put in all that work in the weight room to go out there and get whooped 49 to zero. You don't do that. That would really suck. Some of us got football teams that are just losing royally right now. Like, but you're, you're, you're getting paid. All of this money, you're getting all of this opportunity, yet when you get out there, you barely want to perform. Guess what? Jesus paid with his blood and has given us all of this access. And sometimes we barely want to perform. And God has said as harvesters, you're to win the loss, to win, to win people, no matter what it takes. So that's your mission statement. Our vision statement, you know, a mission is what you do. Vision is what you see. Our vision statement is, we want to see a world where no one lives or dies without Christ, without God, without eternal life. No one should live, as far as I'm concerned, in my era of influence, without Christ. No one should die. You know, I think about it often as a young man who was my neighbor, and I think it was two years ago. I mean, I used to harass this kid's life. Every time I see him, like, what up, Pastor? He's trying to... What a, and every time we have a conversation, I may talk about the birds and the, and, and the trees, and, but it always ends up, man, what's up, man? Where your soul at? Unfortunately, two years ago, he had, he, he had had a little too much to drink, and he partied a little too hard, and he died right in our parking lot in my complex. And I have to live with the, with the reality of seeing his mother every single day walking the dog that he left behind, taking out the trash every single day. And it bothers me. I'm thinking, where did he end up at? Is that how we're thinking? 
Is that, is, is that our mindset, like, for real? Is that how we're thinking? Or are we so concerned and consumed with our own needs and our own issues? How many harvests I got here tonight? Well, that's where we're going. It's all about souls. And we've got a clear mission, what we're to do, and a clear vision, what we're to see. See things the way God sees it. Okay? So, I told you it's all about souls. In light of the fact that it's all about souls, I want to I talk about values, right? What is it that we value? Or better yet, how do we see value in people? First of all, who determines the value of a thing? Who determines the value of a thing? I need somebody got a dollar bill in your pocket, pull it out. If you got a dollar bill in your pocket, pull it out real quick and just show it to me. I don't want it, just show it to me. If you got a dollar bill. Quickly, quickly, quickly. If you're online watching, pull out your dollar bill too. Join me. Okay. So I see some of y'all pulling out 20s, some of y'all pulling out 50s, some of y'all pulling out 100. It's Christmas time. You just got your Christmas bread. You good. Make sure you see Uncle V at the end of the service. See me with that. Okay. Now, who determines the value of the dollar? Who determines the value of the dollar? Some will say, well, I do. It's my money. And I hold it dear to my heart. I value my money. I, I, how many, I, I, I work for mine. You work for yours? You better value what you work for, right? But I don't care how much I put value in it. It does not matter because I didn't make the money. I could hold a dollar in my hand and go to the 7-Eleven and say, yo, uh, give me like 20 uh, big, big gulps. Bro, you only got a dollar. Man, come on, man. This dollar's worth everything to me. It's worth a lot to me. It does not matter what you think it is. It matters what's on it and who decides the value of it. So your dollar will probably give you a pack of bubble gum. And those big gulps, you can leave it there or else they'll charge you with theft. You don't get to determine the value of the dollar. So what what we need to understand is we don't, because we don't get to determine the value of a thing, we cannot belittle it or raise it to a standard that's, that's not true of it. Are you understand where I'm going with this? Are you listening to me? Who determines the value of a soul? Everybody in this room is worth more than you think and more than you know. Hey, you can get on my last nerves and I could really hate you. It does not matter because the one who made him thinks highly of him. Oh, Holy Ghost, thank you. The one who made her, the one who made us, thinks highly of us because he made the value. Are you hearing me tonight? He determined the value of a soul. Now, when you look at, when you look at the beginning, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. You need to see this. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being in this version. Some version says, and man became a living soul. Man was made out of dirt. You and I, somebody, I know y'all put the makeup on, sisters. Y'all do y'all thing and get y'all little lashes, you know, poking out at folks. Get your hair dead. Fellas, I know you got to keep the line just right. Guess what? That's nothing but dirt you playing in. Hmm? Are you hearing me? It's dirt. 
it has no value until God breathes into it. Oh my God, that is, man, listen. It, it has no value unless God puts his breath into it. He formed man out of the dirt. And that, man, that's, a, that's some good looking dirt right there. Look, 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 look at his pecs, look at his biceps. Look, he looked real good in that position. But he means nothing until I put myself inside of him. Some of us don't understand the value of our Christian position or our Christ-like formation. Because before Christ came into my life and came into your life, you and I were separated from eternal life. And we were like Adam in his state before God breathed. Are you listening to me? We were just like Adam. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners or while we were yet transgressors or while we were yet dead in our sins, Christ died. So my value and your value is not predicated on the outer frame. It's predicated on who's inside of us. In this case, God breathed into dirt and dirt became a living soul. And from the time that Adam and Eve broke relationship with the living God, God has, in, has been in pursuit of the breath that he breathed into man. God has always wanted to restore that relationship. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Say, my value is determined by him who made me. Come on, say, my value is determined by he who made me. So when they tell you you're not going to worth, you're not going you're not going to mount to nothing, you're worth you're worthless. You know if you had a mother or a father who's verbally abused you or a sibling or a friend, you tell them you don't get to choose or decide my outcome. Because if God be for me, somebody. If God made me, this soul that you're looking at, I may not have all the physical characteristics and the, you know the features that Hollywood portrays, but there's a soul in me that God designed and place there. Your opinion matters zero. Young people hear me. I know this year hasn't been the greatest when it comes to the mental health of young people. The suicide rate has been off the charts. Simply because the validation that you probably used to get at school you're not getting anymore. Simply because all of the likes you used to get now you can't put the filter on because you know it ain't happening no more. But don't allow the world to define what God has designed. I'm going to leave it right there. So, point number one, it is God who determines the value of a soul. Point number two, what is the value of one soul? What is the value of one soul? We've already heard that it was God who breathed into the dirt and man became a living being. But let's, let's look at it from heaven's perspective. Because a lot of times when we look at it from this side up, we kind of, we don't, we can't see, right? So sometimes it's good to look from down, from, sorry, from up down. Look at Luke chapter 8. I believe it's Luke chapter, sorry, Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Luke, let, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Okay? The scripture says, or what woman, this is Jesus giving a parable, okay? He says, or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, mind you, she has 10. If she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. It's funny how he uses a sister in this parable because sometimes we as men, we can overlook stuff. But I, I know my sister's in here. When you lose that one, you know, especially the one that you needed to do the grocery shopping with. Some of you mamas will be like, look under the bed. 
Mommy, no, I, don't, I said, look again. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? He says, she will not only light a lamp, she will sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. Go to verse 9. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Go to verse 10. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Another version says over one soul that gets saved. So heaven sees it a little different. The fact that you and I do not want to go out there and tell people and share the gospel, we are causing heaven not to celebrate on so many levels. Heaven celebrates every single time one soul gets saved. This is what heaven feels like. This is, this is what it feels like when salvation takes place. I mean, it's like the marching band is just ready. It's just ready to say, oh, there go another one, and then it go off into rejoicing and worship. May our perspectives change, okay? May our perspectives change. <laughs> you see, if, if, if that is what causes God to celebrate, then guess what? It should cause you and I to celebrate. I mean, Jesus prayed it like this. In, what? On earth as it is where? Come on, I can't hear you. On earth as it is. So then what is going on? When I go out there and I evangelize, we should be celebrating. When one soul comes into the kingdom, we should be celebrating. But we celebrate over the fact that, hey, my blessing came. <laughs> it was like, yeah, glory, I got a new house. I ain't even knocking a new house, homie. But how much more should we be celebrating when lives are getting saved, souls are being changed, people are being brought into the kingdom? It says nothing about heaven celebrating when I get my blessing, quote unquote. True or false? I don't see it there. We need to change our perspective and see things from the perspective of a father who is yearning for children back into his house. We're going into 2021. When we heard that this was a year of glory in 2020, I ain't even gonna be the, I ain't, I'm not even going to tell you a lie. I was saying, yes, Lord, I will finally get this. Because sometimes we can be so carnal and so self-focused, me, myself, and I, 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 I. And he said, boy, 300,000 people will die this year. Out of that 300,000, how many are you going to witness to? This stuff ain't over yet. Y'all know that, right? It's still going on into 2021. How vigilant are we going to be when it comes to going out there and sharing the gospel, the good news, great tidings? The angels showed up in the field with the shepherds and they said, rejoice. Good news. The Savior has been born. But even this Christmas, I guarantee you, some of us didn't even think about the Savior being born. We thought about the fact that, yeah, I finally got this iPhone. I'm tired of this galaxy. I finally got this. And I finally got that. No knock on your gifts. Please don't feel bad tonight. I just want to keep it a, you know, keep it a stack with you. Okay? All right? You guys here, right? Okay. Third point. Why must we focus on soul winning like never before? Why must this thing, this soul winning uh, 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 movement that God has positioned us from, from, from Bethelites to harvesters, why God, why now? Well, I mean, can we just live? He wants you to live better than you know. And that's why he's saying, go after it. Get after the loss. 
Go after people that don't have Christ. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 11. I promise you I'm, I'm landing somewhere shortly. This scripture says, the fruit, say it with me, say the fruit of the righteous. Come on, of the righteous. Then point to yourself, say that's me, that's me, that's me. Say that's me. If you watch it, say that's me. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. But it doesn't stop there. It says, and he who wins souls is wise. A lot of us claim wisdom in a lot of areas, but do we claim wisdom in the fact that soul winning is, a, <laughs> is an indicator of the wisdom that we possess? First of all, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How many of y'all know that you are the same? Okay. You are righteous. You don't have to work for your righteousness. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to go through any penance. You don't, I mean, you are righteous because of the blood. You are righteous because of what Christ did. You are forever righteous. Now, as a righteous person, it should be second nature to produce the fruits of righteousness. Because there's a world that we're surrounded by that is completely dry and dying and they need the fruit. And the word of God declares, guess what? In John 15, he says, you didn't choose me. I chose you to bear much fruit. Showing yourself as disciples. So this, 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 is, this is huge. This is important. As we're getting ready to go into the new year, let the righteous fruit that you already possess and you don't have to go and find become something that you willingly share with others. Don't hold it back. Do not hold it back. Do not hold it back because he or she who wins souls is wise. The point is people will be drawn to you because of the things that God has deposited in you. My young ladies, let me talk to you for a quick second. My young dudes, let me talk to you for a second. They're not coming to you because you look good on the gram. There's, there, there's a spirit of righteousness that you possess and it's attractive. And it draws people to your company. You wonder why they always want to hit you up. They always want to talk to you. It's because of the righteousness of God in Christ that you possess. And it's that that, look, Jesus had all kinds of people drawn to him. Because he was the epitome of life. I said, yeah, yo, the fruit of the righteous is a what? Tree of what? Life. And people are desperately looking for life. Okay? So, if you claim to be wise tonight... One of the things you and I ought to do is to do what? Is to do what? What do we ought to do? Win souls. Say win souls. Say win souls. Okay. Now, with that being the backdrop, I want us to look at a, look at a couple of verses here real quick. What are some things that we need to consider if we're going to be successful soul winners? Let's look at Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 38. Okay? Mark chapter 8. The Bible says, when he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to be a follower or a true disciple of Christ, you've got to pick up your cross. You've got to deny yourself, and then you need to follow. Go to the next verse. We're going to see something here. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. 
Go to the next verse. This is the famous one. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? How many of you claim to be savvy businessmen and businesswomen here tonight? You, 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 you are, you're probably studying business in school or you, you're about your hustle. Come on, I want to see hands. You're about that hustle. You're out here, you got products already, you're selling. Uh, you go, you know, you're, about, you're, about, you're about investing. Anybody into stocks? Anybody got, you got any Robinhood accounts? Young people talk to me. How many stock? Okay, that's good, that's good. I encourage you young people, get involved in the stock market early. Get, get involved early. There's a lot of money out there to be made. Now, Jesus is saying here to people, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be my disciple, as we're going into 2021, my goodness, time can fly. First thing you need to do is deny yourself. Deny yourself. What does that mean? Do not go after the carnal things that brings extra pleasure to your flesh. Mm, that's a hard one. I felt it right here. Sometimes it's hard for me to deny myself. Some of us are struggling with chocolate. How much more some other things? <laughs> Y'all know what? Hey, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about tonight. Some of us, there's some things that we refuse to let go of. You know what, God, I'm cool with the whole salvation thing, but this one little thing, I don't know if I can let it go just yet. He said, if you're going to truly follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to pick up your cross. The place of self-sacrifice. Some of us think Christianity is just this whole opportunity to get a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card, you know, and everything just works out the way we want it to, and then go to heaven. I'm sorry, you're in the wrong situation. He said, in this world, you will have trials. Mm -hmm. There's some suffering that comes with this. Persecution. Okay? Insults. People are spitting your face because of this message. But Jesus is saying, you have got to deny yourself. Because the truth is, and he exemplified it on the cross, even while they were stabbing on him and whipping on him, what, what, what was he saying? Forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they're doing. He denied himself. You know, if he wanted to, he told him. He said, if I wanted to, I could bring 72,000 angels to settle this matter. But he was able to deny himself. In Philippians chapter 2, it says he, he, he was able to forego his throne to be birthed in the manger. In the place where they feed animals. He, if he was willing to deny himself, you also have the ability to deny yourself. Why? Because he lives inside of you. He said, deny yourself. Huh? It's not about you. It's not about me. Pick up your cross. The place of public shame sometimes is, you know, y'all think Jesus is up there uh, being nailed to the cross with clothes on? No, he was naked, beat, battered, and bruised for me and for you. He said, then follow me. Why? Because when you try to save your own life, when you try to protect yourself, when you try to scramble, he said you will lose it. When you try to be your own God in your situations, you will lose it. What will it profit you to gain the whole entire world? I often think about uh, 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 the boy, uh, what's his name? The Apple guy, Steve Jobs. We all got an Apple device. This man is in his grave still making money. But with, <laughs> but with all the money in the world, he couldn't stop a disease from killing him. I pray he gave his life to Christ on that table. Because if he didn't, 
I said it, man, it's still making money and he's in hell if he didn't give his life to Christ. That's what he's saying. He said, what will it profit you? Why would you invest so much time and energy in something that does not translate into eternity? What will it profit you to give your money, your treasure, your, your energy to things that will perish in this lifetime? What will it profit you? So he who wins souls is wise. Why? Because in soul winning, I get rewards on the other side. Hallelujah. He said, I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. There are rewards on the other side. Don't miss this opportunity, y'all. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Oh, don't miss it. Do not miss it. But I want us to look at this gentleman here. There's a guy in scripture that we're going to wrap up on. This is somebody who missed it. Oh, he missed it big time, this guy. This guy <laughs> sound like some of us on a day-to-day on -day basis. We got all these big plans. 2021 is coming, and I'm thinking, man, you know, you know, this year I lost a lot of travel time. I should have been in Brazil, Romania. I was going to be in Africa twice, Australia. I had all these big thoughts. I ain't see this coming. Did you? No. Did you? No. Did you? No. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But this guy, he thought he had it figured out. Let's look at it. It's all about souls. Tell the person next to you, it's all about souls. It's all about souls. Go to Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. This guy, I'm glad Jesus said it was a parable because, you know, parables tell stories of what could be in. There's a point behind every parable. There's a message. I want us to grab the message out of this parable, okay, because it, it signifies the attitude of a lot of people in the end of the year, especially this time of the year where, you know, we start making our New Year resolutions, you know, like I'm going to do my diet. I'm going to stop watching more TV. I'm gonna... Listen to this guy's story. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Let's just say he was into the stock market and that year he had a, he had a grand year. I mean, <laughs> this guy, his monies went up. His investments yielded him great gains, great return. Next verse. Let's, let's break this down just a little bit. So he sees his business doing well, and the first thing he does is he thinks within himself, saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? Man, what am I going to do seeing that I'm so successful? What am I going to do seeing that my companies have now birthed other companies? What am I going to do seeing that man, my grades are just so got me all A's? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? It's a good feeling. You better go on a roll. We support that. But the Bible says, he thought, I want y'all to, to see this picture. He thought within himself saying, which means he had a conversation with himself. Nowhere in this conversation do I see him saying, oh God, thank you for the year I've had. Do you see it? I don't see it. He says to himself, what am I going to do? Since I have no room to store. Man, the first thing you should do is give God glory for 2020. Oh, I'm talking to somebody tonight. The first thing you need to do is to give God praise for the kind of success you've had this year. Not to say to yourself, man, I'm, I, 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 I'm all good. I see nothing in that line. Mistake number one. Number two, there are so many people around him who could have benefited from his success. 
I said it's all about souls tonight. There are so many, I'm sure, yeah, his storehouse was packed, but there were people next door to him that were homeless and hungry. You would think that this man would say, you know what, man, let me be a blessing to somebody. Maybe you don't have it financially, but spiritually, your storerooms are packed. You, you, you have an abundance of Jesus' grace. Don't be like this man who didn't think about the next door neighbor, who he could have shared something with. Okay? Let's go to the next verse. Listen, he's still talking to himself, but this man was crazy. When you talk to yourself too much, you jive crazy. Hmm? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns. I'm going to get an upgrade. So how many of y'all got an upgrade this weekend? Because your iPhone 10 wasn't enough. And your 11 wasn't enough, so I need the 12. I'm not, I promise you I'm not here to hate on your upgrade. But that's what homeboy is saying here. What I got is not enough. Yo, you should be happy you even got anything that has an eye to the phone in it. There's some people who have never seen a phone. But you're harassing God and your parents. I need an upgrade. Ah, what is this? I don't like it. Ugh. Parents, y'all should be saying amen. <laughs> I will pull down my barns and build bigger, and there I will store all of my crops and my goods. I said it's all about souls tonight. Okay? He's saying I'm going to tear out what I have because what I have. So clearly, this man was successful. Clearly, this man was blessed when it comes to the world standard of blessing. Clearly, he had more than he needed. All right, go to the next one. <laughs> Still talking to himself. I don't hear God getting glory anywhere in here. I don't see him say anything about helping people. He said, and I will say to my soul, the boy think he bad. I'm going to say to my soul, I don't need God to talk to my soul. I will, I will tell my soul what's going to go down. So, you have many goods laid up for many years. Mm -hmm. Take your ease, brother. Put your foot up on your recliner. Relax. Eat. Turn up. Drink. Be merry. Party alone. I mean, party, baby. Look, hey, party. Do it. Call the homies over. Call the girls over. You know, do your thing. Because I have no need. I've, 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 I've got it all figured out. I will say to my soul, who told you you had many years later for yourself? Who told you you still had time going into 2021? Who told you? I'm sure the 300 or something thousand people that died this year, they all thought they were going to see 2021. I'm sure the late, great Kobe Bryant said to himself, man, this business I've started, this investment I've made, this whole thing I've started, man, I'm going to see the benefits of it. Rest in peace, Kobe. I'm sure there's so many people like this man who said, I got, how do you know you got that kind of time on this planet? I don't see nobody saying, hey, man, you can't, I guarantee you. No guarantees in this room tonight. No guarantees. So what made this guy believe that he had the time? I can tell you one thing, it's pride. You see, the Bible says pride comes before your fall. The minute you start saying to yourself, I'm good, I got it, I, I, I'm straight, I don't need nobody, I, you know, I got this all figured out, that, the enemy is setting you up for the okie doke You are preparing yourself for your grave. Because God does not give grace to the prideful. He gives grace to the humble. 
And in this story, we're going to see in a second how it ends. He says, I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be merry. I'm going to stop putting in work. That's what it means to take ease. I mean, what's the point? You know, what's the point of working? I don't need to work no more. I don't, I don't have to go out there. Look, I believe God is calling us to greater work. Jesus said, greater works you will do when I, when I go to the Father. So nowhere in the scripture does Jesus say you're going to take ease in this lifetime as a believer. Anybody, if you can show it to me, I, I, I would agree with you. Okay? He says you can enter into my rest. Your rest from works-based salvation and grace-based salvation. But grace empowers you to work for the kingdom. So there's no time to, there will be a day we'll take our ease, in a sense. But while it's yet day, we must work because the hour cometh when no man can work. That's what the Bible says. This guy wasn't saying that. He was saying, I'm going to chill. I'm going to be at ease. Go to the next one, verse 20. Now listen, from verse uh, uh, such and such to verse 19, the entire time we hear this guy talking, I will, and I will do, and I will, and I will do. And I. But then the Bible said, but God said, but God said, but God said to him, what did God call him? Come on, look at it, it's on the screen. What did God call him? What did God call him? How many of y'all want God to call you a fool tonight? I don't want no smoke, they say. I don't want no problems. Father, I don't want to be no fool. Because the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. But on the contrary, he who does what he wants to do is a fool. Yeah, that's what God said about this man. Whenever you decide that you don't need God, I don't need all that stuff, that church stuff y'all talking about, all this Jesus talk, you are a fool. Only a fool says in his heart, there is no God. And I don't have to obey his word. Only a fool will enter into 2021 not acknowledging God. Only a fool. He said, fool, I mean exclamation mark, which means God yelled, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Since you want to provide for yourself, who's going to keep it for you? Kingdoms have risen, kingdoms have fell. All of the Nebuchadnezzars and, and the, the Caesar Augustus and all these dudes, they've, they've come into this world, they've been emperors, and they all have a tombstone somewhere. All that stuff they did was only for this lifetime. Hmm? It's really all about souls. In this case, this man talked about his own soul. He said, you know what? My soul is rich. My soul is good. <laughs> I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. I'm a man all by myself. And he said, tonight, your soul be required of you. Go to verse 21. Wrap it up here. So it is, or so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. This is the condition of any man, any boy, any girl, any woman who decides, I don't need God going into a new year. I got it all figured out. God, you know, you can be over there. I'll do what I got to do. I got to, you know, my career, my job, my this, my that. You are setting yourself up like this boy over here we just talked about who somehow forgot that everything that he got was a blessing from God. 
And what he received was not just for himself to hoard it, but was to share it with those that were around him. So in this case, maybe we're not talking about a, a farm or a barn, but we're talking about the gospel, which is good news, which is real wealth. The fact that you and I would never die and see hell because we have Christ. Maybe you're not like this guy. Maybe you do, you know, you acknowledge God, but in there somewhere you're not sharing with those that are around you. And their condition might be like this gentleman here, where they're saying to themselves, I'm going to this new year. I don't know. You and I need to be bridges to his kingdom. You and I need to be representatives, ambassadors of reconciliation to say, don't be like this man in Luke chapter 12. You do not know what tomorrow's bringing. You do not know what 2021 is going to bring. My brother, my sister, don't die and go to hell. Are you hearing me tonight? This is God's heart. Because he does not want to see now one more person go to hell. He does not want to see now one more child die and go to hell. One more boy, girl, man, woman. It's not his desire. And you and I have been given a job to do. Our mission is to do what? Win the loss at what? All costs. And our vision is to see what? A world where no one lives or dies without Christ. I said, don't be like this dude who said, you know what? In 2021, I'm just going to kick my feet up. You know, I ain't got time for all this work stuff. I got to focus on me. Focus on my priorities. After all, I've given the church all that I can, and now I gotta focus on me. No, don't do that. What church? You are the church. Christ lives inside of you. Christ lives inside of me. It's time to get off the totem pole of self and come down and be a part of what God is doing. challenging myself and I'm sure challenging you tonight if we about this talk then we better be about this walk because a lot of us we, we're okay with talking it but when it comes to walking it, it's like yeah I don't know God I gotta mm. okay over the last couple of weeks now we've been doing evangelism in spite of pandemic thank God for his covering but don't wait for the evangelistic group to go out look in your community thank God for what he's doing here. We've been given the privilege to be a hub in this county where we can give out food. Come here on a Friday night and say, how can I volunteer on a Saturday? How can I help interact with people who are not of this building, of this community, and share Christ at your jobs, at your schools. Even if it's online, it's virtual. You have friends that you can text the message. Stop sitting on the message of Christ. It breaks the Father's heart every time one person dies and goes there. The question is, how does your heart feel when someone dies and goes to hell? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to talk to the Father tonight. If you're watching online, do the same. Make a fresh commitment. This is the last weekend that we get to do this service before we go into the new year. Are you going to make it all about souls? Because really for him, it's really always been about souls. The reason why Jesus died, the reason why he came, the reason why he is still seated on the throne at the right hand of the Father, interceding is because he does not want to see souls. Jesus. 
father make a fresh commitment to evangelism make a fresh commitment to discipleship make a fresh commitment to the word to prayer as we enter 2021 you are not going to go in there like this guy focus on yourself or carnal things look at my money look at my car look at my clothes look at my shoes look at my this look at my that that means nothing you will die and leave it here about Jesus in this season. Father, thank you. Talk to the Father. Make a fresh commitment. Your head is bowed and you're talking to him. And you're recommitting yourself like never before to the mission that he's given us and the vision that he's given us. Winning the loss at all costs. World where no one lives or dies without Christ. Father, you've called us to be harvesters. You've given us an intercontinental platform. You've told us to do ministry. And you've reminded us that we are unlimited in Christ. Father, I pray for myself. I pray for my brothers and sisters here and those that are watching online. Lord, we commit ourselves in a new way to soul winning. This is why you came, Lord, that not one soul should perish. May we make this our prayer, and not just a prayer, but may we make it our focus in 2021. Father, we thank you. Now, if you're watching tonight, we're in this room. And you've never given your life to Christ. Don't be like this gentleman we just talked about in Luke 12. And somehow figure, I got time, I got time. <laughs> time is not promised to anyone. And if you're hearing this message tonight, and you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. If you're watching online, you can raise your hand as an act of faith. I want you to simply say, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and reconciling my relationship with God the Father. Because of your blood, I have access to forgiveness of sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart change me from the inside out I surrender myself to you I give you all that I am and tonight I receive all that you are thank you for salvation thank you for a new life in Jesus name y'all father is making a clarion call the father is making a clarion call and he is saying oh I love you the proof of my love is found in the value of my son's blood mm -hmm. the proof of how much God loves you is found in what he is willing to give up to get you the value of your soul predicated on what God was willing to pay for it.
to redeem it. And that was the blood of Jesus. How many of you committing yourself tonight to a, a fresh, fresh, fresh commitment to evangelism and discipleship? Raise your hand if that's you. You're not doing this to please nobody. This is unto the Lord. This is God's desire for me and for you. He said, Peter, 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 if you love me, feed my sheep. Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. One time. Peter, I said, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know I do. He said, feed my sheep. Two times. Peter, do you really love me? At this point, the Bible said, Peter began to feel a little something like, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Around us are a lot of people who are hungry. Hungry for life. Hungry for truth. Hungry for peace. Hungry for joy. And the Lord is saying, feed my sheep. They belong to me. Stop hoarding it all for yourself. You're safe. You're good. If you die right now, you're going straight to heaven. But they're your neighbors. What, what is the condition of your friends? The ones you're always on the phone with. You, you texting, y'all laughing, sharing memes. If they die tonight, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? And if you're saying, I don't know, that's a problem. You need to know. Don't just be a friend with them in this lifetime. Let your friendship translate into eternity. The only thing you and I get to carry into eternity is our relationships. I don't carry money, clothes, accolades, influence, nothing goes with me. Only the relationships that have been formed do I get to carry. Lord, get all the glory tonight. In Jesus' name.